What's happening out there, everyone, in virtual land of the interwebial links of the nets and the all the great things that go on in the internet? There are some bad things, but this is not one of them. All right, totally unrelated. The Doug Morgan, Adrian Cosby. We've been doing some uh, great podcasts, and we thank you, our loyal listeners, for being a a part of this. You're the reason why we continue to do it. And thanks for listening. We have some great guests that are going to be coming up, um, some great content going to be going out, and some new ideas. And uh, Adrian and I are really uh, excited to be doing this together. And want to thank our Golf Clash podcast listeners also. That's been a success, and we're going to continue to make that fun for that community. Next week, we will be going live again for the GCPC. That's the Golf Clash podcast, if you don't know. Hashtag it. And it's going to be great. Uh, I'm here at the second shelf right now. A lot of 50% off sales going on, as per usual. That's how I sell the stuff. I couldn't sell it at full price where I'm at. So we knock it down 50% off and help this wonderful community down here. East Dayton love going down on the daily. So blessed to be a part of this. And the community of uh, comedy also. And you all are are great to support me in that venture as well. I got a big show coming up uh, July 14th. It's going to be a Cry for Help tour with Ranson Carr and Jeremy Johnson. Myself and Nick Taylor will be gracing your presence there. Uh, $5 to get in. Super cheap drinks. So you make up for that $5 just by ordering a couple of drinks. They pay for itself. The tickets will. So come on out and see us then, and then uh, we will be doing some hilarity and give it up for myself and yourselves and all the selves that listen to us with their ears and their minds just soak it in with glory and graciousness. And now I'm going to send it out to Adrian Cosby and Spark Tabor. They're going to be talking about comedy up in Toledo. Enjoy the episode, everyone, and enjoy your wonderful day. D. Doug Morgan, signing off. sitting in the luxurious uh, state of the Hilton Garden Inn in Perrysburg, Ohio, with uh, a very special guest, Spark Tabor hey. from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, that is that is that your birthplace? Uh, born and raised in Cincinnati. What boy. what hospital? Children's Hospital. Okay, uh, my dad works my my dad works worked for Children's Hospital. He just uh, retired at the beginning of this month. Um, to him. And I was born at Christ Hospital okay. in Cincinnati. And uh, co- coincidentally, I went to Christ Hospital after I knocked my teeth out at Bruhaha a couple years ago. Mm, I remember that. And I did not know that Christ Hospital had <laughs> slid downhill considerably yeah, from when I was yeah, born yeah. there. Um, it was uh, when they were like, well, we're closer to this one, or we're closer to Christ, but we could go to this one. And I was like, oh, I was born in Christ. Let's go to Christ. They were like, okay, <laughs> your call, homie. Whatever, dude. Yeah, well, if I do it again, I know better. But they didn't do anything they just checked me out and made sure i didn't mess up my brain but the whole conversation was basically like okay so how much heroin did you take and i was like i, w- I didn't take any heroin they're like sure you didn't take any sure. heroin. <laughs> right we're in cincinnati we're in cincinnati <laughs> you're at christ hospital you passed out 
how much heroin? How much heroin was it? And I was like, look, I wasn't even drinking at a beer festival. They're like, because you were on heroin. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's not it. But uh, that was a wake up call for me in many regards. There it uh, is. Ironic, something that puts you to sleep woke you up. It is. It was. I woke up in Ali Bruner's dad's lap. Yeah. Good, and good, uh, good place to be. That is a great place to wake up. I will yeah. say, if I was going to wake up in a man's lap, uh, he's at the top of the list. I'll take that. Uh, top notch lap. That that man. Any uh, anything embarrassing or uh, uh, anything close to like what I did at Bruhaha? So what I called that when it happened to me was the worst injury sustained by a comedian that year at a venue he was not performing at. So it's sure. kind of a, a sure. convoluted it's title. It's a very specific it's title. It's like a Dundee kind mm-hmm. of a situation. Mm-hmm. But um, anything like that ever happened to you? Any embarrassment or uh, uh, out of your out of your head a little bit in a public place before? Uh, not so much. I don't, uh, I don't uh, drink or smoke or any of those things. So everything that I do is 100% my fault. Uh, sure. So luckily I'm able to avoid that type of thing. Um, uh, the, uh, the the closest I was doing uh, uh, I was at a um, JSA Junior Statesman of America, which is like mock government in high school, uh, and there was a young lady sitting in front of me that uh, quite quite attractive, and then she kind of made eyes at me and kind of did the, the the whole basic instinct thing. Oh, the leg cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Open with the uh, like while looking at me, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, okay. But then my my brain is like now I have to keep talking, but my body was like we need to react to that, uh, so that required some adjusting on the fly. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that I was of course being seventeen, like uh, there's oh, not no. a lot of control. Yes, <laughs> right, I right, understand. Right, right, right. So yeah, I had I had a very normal reaction in a very inopportune moment, and it and it was it was for sure like because I'm 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 wearing dress pants. There's nothing covering. I just kind of had to like hold. Oh my god! Clothes. I didn't even think about dress pants. I just naturally assumed you were wearing like. A hard denim jean or something mm-hmm. like that, but dress pants—that's yeah, impossible. This is mock government shirt tucked in, dress pants, so there's no hiding. Not now, was she on opposing counsel or something like that? No, she was just watching, and I guess she took a, a liking or whatever, uh, and wanted to let me know that silently. She said, "You a future statesman, son." Yeah. Very, very slick move on her part, but my body was calling, and it and it was and it was not time to pick up the phone. You know, she said, "You." You Clinton, I'm Lewinsky. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of situation. I want to be your intern. I'm into that idea. For I sure. want to be your intern. I like that, that was the first version <laughs> of the song. A lot of people don't know that, yeah, but then Roger. they were like, uh, management was like, nobody knows what an intern is. We're gonna have to change it to man. Hundred uh, percent. So you started doing comedy in Cincinnati. I think we only started about a year apart because I remember seeing you while I was like. I don't think I was on the show that you did at Wiley's, right. and that probably wasn't your first show. Um, it's my second. Okay. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> uh, I could tell. He ain't new. Well, yeah, uh, buddy. It was probably within a m- three or four months of when I started is my guess. So I'm going to get tell you my start date. Okay. And then you tell me how close I, I am or off. My start date was um, April 14th, 2011. Okay. I don't remember to the day, uh, but it was – June, early June, late May of 2011. Okay, all right. So I wasn't too far off then. Yeah, you you got you got the date like uh, I'm like well it. So months. I wrote down the first 250 shows I did, not like in great detail. Sure. But like I would whatever notebook I was using to do notes in, for my set, I would put um, 
like on the very first page like so if it was a hardback i'd open it up and on that hardback cover start i would write the date that's how so the first one was a book that karen jaffe gave me and uh for my birthday or something christmas i don't know what it was or maybe it's just because i was starting comedy sure gift and nice uh gift i wrote the first date of my first open mic at wiley's mm-hmm. and kind of like the topic i talked about uh, and then how well i thought i did okay and so how did you mark how well you thought I did? on a letter grade kind of a situation uh, okay. and there was a lot more like looking back on it i remember thinking that i would always try to be hypercritical instead of like favorable but there's a lot of a's in there sure <laughs> and i'm thinking to myself like how hypercritical are you being if there's that many a's okay uh and also you've got to do about 100 shows before you know what you didn't know. Right. And then you can start being like, oh, oh you start feeling like such an idiot for like this really stupid mistake you made 50 mm-hmm. times in a row. 100%. So that was the best part of writing down the first 150 shows. But then I think once I got to a point of using big notebooks, like full, not, not even like a legal pad, but like a, just a, a, a binder, I was like, okay, this isn't as practical. And also, it. I think there is something, there's obviously something valuable about recording how you did at each show or like notes about what you did, but I'm just not that meticulous anymore. Same. Uh, I mean, I never took the took that route, but um, I, w- I used to record every set I did. And then I listened Audio? Back. Uh, yep, at least audio, if not just like, because uh, I've I've always been into video, so I've always had like a like a decent camera. Yeah, I would record it, and then I would go back and just like hate myself and be like, "You're a piece of garbage." Yeah. Um, and now I can watch my. I actually watched some of those old tapes. Like, okay, I see you, big boy. Yeah, that was a nice little joke you had there. And other times I'm like, "You guys are only laughing because you're stupid. Don't laugh. Don't yeah. support. Yeah, the garbage coming out of my mouth." I used, um, that's one thing I think I forgot to tell you when we were sitting down earlier, was that, so when I didn't get passed by Stroop, he had a guy there from Columbus that was just videotaping our sets. Not, you know, if we wanted him, he would just give them to us. It wasn't like he was making any money off of it. I guess he just liked to do it. Right. I used that tape to get work until I got passed by Stroop. So, like, whenever somebody's like, oh, send us some tape, I would send my, uh, the uh-huh. tape that I didn't get passed by him from right. to get passed by other people because while i knew it wasn't perfect it was the best i had at the time sure <laughs> and so it was like i can use that but it was also a testament to the fact that i don't do any of those well i noticed this weekend i haven't done any dick jokes from that set right and it used to be like it went i it wasn't even like they were like dick jokes but they were like it was loosely based on sex Loosely based on the dick and loosely based on like promiscuity or something like that. But well, when you put them back to back to back, dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just straight dick. I like that. I like saying that also. Like, what do you want right now? And then she just goes. Yeah, I'm yeah. Into I'm into directness. Yeah. Don't Write beat around down. the. Don't beat around the bush. You know. Pun intended. Put a put a couple eyes on that piece of paper. <laughs> Elongate it. Uh, we got been doing shows here in Toledo uh, this weekend at the Toledo Funny Bone, the Fat Fish Blue and Funny Bone. Yep. And this has been four years since you've been here. Yes. I uh, I did a Clash of the Comics and got second. 
and they were like, you need to come back, and then I came back just now. Oh, <laughs> nice. It's nice to know that these things get handled in a timely manner. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, sure. Schedules don't always line up. Yeah, sometimes it takes people like half a decade. Uh, who booked you for this, Nadia? Uh, Rick. Rick. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rick booked it. Okay, um, that's good. Chris Allen, shout out to Chris Allen. I had been I had been emailing Nadia for quite, for a, a bit of time, uh, but Chris Allen uh, talked to someone, and then a month later, Rick was like. When are you available? Oh, wow. Like, no video, no nothing. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to Chris Allen, friend of the yeah. cast. Five-time guest, I think, maybe four-time. Big shout out. I mean, Nadia knew who I was. Yeah. Because when I showed up, she was like, oh, it's good that we finally got you here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, she told me. She was like, I've been emailing him for like with him for years. Yep. But um, she was like, I think this is his first weekend here. Yep. So uh, definitely, Chris, you know, whether it was the straw or the boulder, I appreciate right, it. Right, right. Uh, well, he was definitely doing spots here before me, um, but Nadia was the, you know, is the gatekeeper, for, was the gatekeeper for me and him and uh, a lot of the other guys that I know, Rick, you know. Uh, but Rick's been here since my start. Oh, wow. And uh, he looks like he gets younger every year. I don't understand <laughs> it. But... This is like one of my favorite clubs because it is one of the harder clubs in the chain in terms of the audience. They're not, I don't want to say they're not dumb because they, uh, I don't like to think of an audience in terms of being dumb. But typically if you're laughing really hard at what I'm doing, I consider you to be not a real critic of comic maybe sure, or not sure, super sure. hypercritical or easy to entertain. <laughs> um, but this is where I started. And so when I would work with other comics here, they'd be like, oh, they, they just don't laugh right. They're not laughing as hard as I'm used to people laughing. Seems They seem subdued. And I'm like, you're murdering in there. They're like, "That's I usually do way better or something. And I thought like that was arrogance. And then I started working some of these other clubs and I realized like, oh no, they're right. This is definitely a different crowd. But if you could make these guys laugh. Sure. Uh, you can make yeah. anybody laugh. This is the... The, the New York of the uh, Ohio Funny Bones. You can make it here. You can make it anywhere. Possible. Well, I don't know if – I would say to a lesser extent, if you can do – if all you did was make uh, Perrysburg audiences and Cleveland audiences laugh, then I would say move to L.A. Sure. <laughs> Move to L.A. or New York. What are you doing here? If you've always got big laughs from both those audiences because they're notoriously tougher rooms, and not even for good reasons, just that they are. They are. And, uh, and they also maybe maybe they see too much comedy. Maybe they don't see enough. Maybe. It could be both, really. I've seen, I've seen it both ways because there's like the Thursday and Dayton is usually a lot of regulars and it's a tough crowd if you're doing the same jokes you did last month because right. they're like, we just still remember. We just saw this. We remember. It's not, my memory's not that bad. What do you do? Uh, what do you got next after this? Uh, I have a week off. So just, I have three shows in Chicago and then I'm going to Detroit. Uh, I'm doing a showcase in Madison on the 29th. If this gets posted by then, and there oh, are yeah. people this will be up this in week. Madison, I will be there at eight at the Comedy on State at 8:30, uh, Friday the 29th. Nice. Uh, doing a little showcase there to to earn some more work, hopefully. Uh, and if not, then there will be a car crash uh, re reported right. Right. After yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, man drives head on into pole. Mm -hmm. Um, he got what he deserved were, were his last words. <laughs> I deserve this. He was heard <laughs> screaming from the window before he hit the pole. Uh, yeah, that's what I got coming up. And so are you driving out there? 
Yeah, me and my. Uh, That's not too far from Chicago. No, it's two and a half, three hours. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be anything crazy. Uh, we're going to just go up and back and then a day, and then I'll be in Detroit. I haven't done comedy in Detroit ever. Oh, so really? Oh, wow. Very excited. I've done it a couple times. Joey's used to be the club in Livonia. Livonia, yes. I know, I know of Joey's. And uh, I did that twice at least, and then I did maybe a couple different one-nighters there or around it. I remember one time I was doing like a, a bar show there, and I drove right past Joey's, and it was closed, and I was like, oh, I remember that place used to be. Huh. But the last time I was there, it was kind of like obvious something wasn't right. Sure. Like, no. the, there was no crowd control. The place was sold out, but it was like there wasn't enough drinks being served for how many people were there or something. It was just one of those things where I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but it doesn't seem <laughs> to be adding up. Okay. I, I never did. I've, I've never done any of the clubs in Michigan, even for an open night, but uh, open mic, not open night. Uh, I would say probably because of funny business, about 15% of the rooms I do are in Michigan. Okay. On a yearly basis. Now, I don't know if that's going to be true this year because I haven't gotten nearly as many bookings from them in Michigan. But it's the year still early. And actually, I just picked up uh, some in December from them. But I remember that's when I decided I couldn't drive a Prius anymore was all those gigs in the Upper Peninsula of okay. Michigan or yeah. whatever. It would it's be like dangerous. snowing three, four feet while you're trying to get to the gig. And I remember – but I do remember passing Subarus in my Prius. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You have all-wheel drive, and I can't stand to go this slow. So maybe it's eye of the beholder type shit, but I feel a lot safer in my Subaru. Okay. In, the, in those kinds of weathers. But is that, like, driver error? Are you, like, you can't drive, or this car can't be driven? Well, I think the most, the, like, the thing about the Prius was that it was, like, a soft target. Okay. It's sure. like the small guy on the soccer field. Easy to beat up. He's taking all the shoulders. Yeah. I'm merging whether you like it or not. Try and stop me, Prius. Right. <laughs> Whereas with the Subaru, it's not super girthy, but it is more so than like, you know, like, oh, well, he's he's going to own his. He's going to be able to. I'm not going to just push him off the road. Now, Semi obviously is pushing me off yeah. the road or whatever. All but of us, of course. Not a Tercel. You know, I had that Tercel <laughs> that was bullying me in my Prius. Tercel life. He knows what he's – he knows now I'm driving a man's car – well, a lesbian's car still. It but It's a start. It's a start. Start in the right direction. I'm working on it. What kind of car do you think you're going to get if you get if you make a purchase? Uh, I really like the Honda CRV. Ah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like an SUV, but it's not huge. Right. It's, it's like All-wheel drive? size. Uh, yeah, I mean, if like I, I, living in Chicago, sh I think that'll be important. Very important. Um, Even if it's just for the wind uh, or the rain. That's the first thing I noticed with my Subaru with all-wheel drive was driving in the rain. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, what's wrong with you people? Just whipping it fast. Right. And in the Prius, it could be like just drizzling, and it felt like you were hydroplaning because the car <laughs> only weighs like nine pounds. Right. So um, the CRV was one that I looked at. Uh, but what I got with the Forester was the highest miles per gallon with the most cubic interior space. Okay. Cubic foot of interior sure. space. So it was like, room. yeah, it, it, it's rated at 33 miles per gallon on the highway. That's good enough. And it had the biggest cabin area. And so I was like, that's it. Because I was looking at a Mazda CX-3. Okay. I know that car. Which is jazzy. It's a hot-looking little looks car, good, yeah. but every time I see someone driving it, 
like a 60 year old lady <laughs> who's like really like going through a midlife crisis like i'm still here up yeah. i got this mazda now i bet it's faster than my car but it gets the same gas mileage and yeah. it's got like half the cabin space it and was compact all you need i mean comics you're gonna end up sleeping in your car at some point so that's i'm that's i knew that I knew that before I even started doing comedy. I heard Drew Carey had to live out of his car. And yeah. so every car I ever got, even since I was like 16, I was like, I might have to live out of this one day. And I didn't start doing comedy till I was like 30. Which, uh, you, but you were somewhat clairvoyant in that way. Yeah. You kind of knew. Like, I'm going to put this off till it's almost too late to start. <laughs> this will be my future. That, so uh, that's how I get out of doing anything too full-heartedly as i wait till it's too late for it to truly be effective for me <laughs> and then i start like with soccer i had a full ride scholarship and then i got really into it when i was like 30 just like well no man i was like 26 when i got back into soccer i was younger it's too late it's too late it's <laughs> way 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 hey, too late yeah i went back to college when thing, i was in my 30s it's too late it's whatever you went to ohio university you're on right go bobcats go bobcats uh what'd you think of that experience i loved it I strongly suggest everyone go to Ohio University. I mean, I only, uh, like, I went to Cincinnati State after that, so I guess I did go to two colleges. I uh-huh. mean, I finished at all, I, OU, but then I went back to get another degree. But, uh, yeah, if, you have a, if, you're, uh, if you're a high schooler, it was so fun. The campus is gorgeous, uh, and Athens is, like, that's the only reason Athens exists is, like, the school. Right. So if you're looking for kind of that, you know, it's nice to go to school in Chicago, but it's not the same. Kids. Right, I would see it as being almost the exact opposite. My sister went to Loyola, yep. and that was like, I mean, I would drive by that on the way home mm-hmm. sometimes, and I'd be like, how did you go to school right here in all of this chaos? Yeah, Rogers Park, where Loyola is, is really boring, but it's right next to the city, which isn't. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, people don't party in Rogers Park. They get on the red, and they go somewhere else, and that's just not the same thing as in, at OU. You call me, and you're like, I'm on the South Green. Come drink. It's a... 15-minute walk. Right. No one is going anywhere you have to drive. Did like, you live on campus the whole time? Uh, except for the last uh, portion. I was an RA sophomore, junior, and senior year, and then my extra summer and fall quarter, I lived off campus. And did you live, like, in a slightly condemned house, or did you live in, like, apartment? I lived in a really nice house in the summer because I was subleasing from these girls, uh, and that house was so dope. Uh, nice. <laughs> it was on Mill, which is like the street in OU. It's like one of the like Mill, Palmer, Congress. Uh, and then when I, <laughs> the house that I lived in for the fall quarter, that was a condemned uh, piece of turtle uh, dookie. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple. Of, I knew there was like one of two types of houses you could rent in Athens, which was like you might die here mm-hmm. after you sign the paperwork, and and nice. You know. Oh, our house for sure was slanted. Like we, when we moved <laughs> in, you could like put a ball and it would just start rolling. Poltergeist uh, effect. Hundred percent. But I was like, you know what? It's on mill still, and ah. uh, it's crazy cheap. It's not crazy cheap because for the quality of the building, it was adequately priced. But did a girl? Did it matter to a girl that you're bringing home, whether you're bringing her back to a nice place or your condemned house? Uh, I don't think so because I didn't have a bed. Uh, in my condemned house, and I did just fine. Okay. <laughs> I had an <laughs> I had an air mattress, uh, and then w- my one of my boys that lived there, we took uh, dorms had thrown out uh, twin mattresses, 
uh, at the end of every year when they yeah. get old, and we just took two of them, and he wrapped he like wrapped them in a cover, and that was his bed. Like I don't think the girls knew that, which is better. But right for me, I had an air mattress, and that's it. So girls come through, and nobody left. Was it a, a twin size air mattress or was it an extra it was a large? Queen, oh, it was you a little, keep balling. It was a queen air mattress. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta do what I can. <laughs> did and you put sheets on it or did you just lay on top of the air I mattress put soft part? Like not a fitted sheet. I just put like a like a, a sheet, sheet and yeah. then I'd put another sheet and I'm like, girl, deal with it. Right. But I also spent a lot of time not sleeping in that uh, dorm. Just at like people's like not even girls' houses, just right. other people's places. Right. Because I didn't want to sleep on an air mattress for ten weeks. Yeah, I remember when I was go- when I went to college the first time. Sure. Uh, I lived on campus, and the first thing I did when I moved off campus was get like a water bed. Oh, what? <laughs> I was bed. like, I need some serious comfort after having sleeping on those like camp style beds. Sure. And I didn't have any experience with a water bed or anything. I think my mom had a water bed, but. Uh, it was the best move I ever made. Okay. But it, well, the hardest part was, like, girls that I would date would be, like, I knew I knew a couple girls just were, like, what are you doing? And I'm, like, nothing. She's, like, oh, you want to hang out? Just because she wanted a good night's sleep. Right. Water bed. On the water Pulled bed. Them. And, uh, she was, like, you know, I like to sleep with all my clothes on. And I'm, like, okay. Nah. And that's when I was, like, <laughs> oh, it's the bed. Nah. It's the bed. You got me. That's against the rules. I, I used to uh, tell people, uh. No street clothes. Yeah, that's a bed. great rule for any bed, really, to be that's honest. No street, like, no street clothes. You don't have to get in the bed, but if you do, street clothes. It's like come a jackets-only policy. Yeah. It's like, look, you got to take off all your clothes, but you do get to put on this sports blazer right, before you come into my bed. Okay. Yeah. Pajamas, underwear, undershirts, all of that's allowed. But them jeans and that jacket, yeah, you, that you go. were sitting on a bar stool in, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, a yeah. bus station, exactly. or wherever it is I meet girls. Um, yeah, bus station is a good one. Well, um, you know, a girl at a bus. St- I've met, I've heard more stories about dudes, like mostly like some of my black friends who have like a story about a girl they hooked up with either on a bus or at a bus station. Well, uh, you know, those girls clearly have places to be. That's an attractive factor, don't you think? I think. Um, a bus trip is a little bit longer than the average transit, like than if you're like on a plane, obviously, or, or even a train. Mm-hmm. Um, so romance probably makes that time go by faster. Sure. Uh, some sort of romantic interlude of some sort, even if it's just conversation, probably <laughs> takes some of the sting out of the fact that you're sitting in a piss-soaked seat. I don't know. Right. Because I haven't ridden a bus in very long. In fact, wow. the last time I rode a bus, like a Greyhound of any sort, I think it was like for my senior trip, and it wasn't even grand; it was just like a charter bus. Yeah. But it was like, it, you know, it was Yellow Spring, so it wasn't like the nicest charter bus you ever saw. In fact, scratch all of that. It was a van we took on my senior trip. There it is. My, when you van. go to when you go to high school in Yellow Springs, you went to private school. So where did you go on your senior trip? Uh, we went, uh, well, it was very special. We went to Europe. <laughs> you act like, oh, pfft, we went to Europe, dog. It wasn't nothing. It was a very specific thing, like, because the chorus took the kid. Every year there's a chorus. Every two years is a chorus trip. And my senior year it happened to be Europe. So that was our spring break. We spent two weeks. But that's not normal. I right. Know you went to the private school. The year before that was, like, New York or Chicago. Okay. Like, that seems a little bit more reasonable, but... Europe is gonna is gonna juxtapose where my senior trip was, which was from Yellow Springs to Cedar Point. 
Ah, also man. with the stop at Putin Bay. Big trip. <laughs> That's a big trip. That's a big trip to go to <laughs> when you spend one day at one of the best amusement parks in the country and then you go to Putin Bay. Yeah. Um, and it was and we took vans and I think some parents drove. That's pretty much how that went down. Well, conversely to your experience in life, I live on the Megabus. I don't work for them. I'm, this isn't a plug. It's just very convenient. Oh, that Megabus goes from Cincinnati to Chicago. Yeah, it's a cheap trip, and if I get the tickets in time, and I can, I don't have to worry about driving. And it's how long does it take? Uh, you leave at eight twenty. You get there at three, uh, but you have to take into account the hour. That you pick up. Uh, yeah, so it's really 820 to 2. That's nothing. It's not, it's not bad. You're not talking about like, you're talking like 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, 3, 3 a.m. in Cincinnati, sure, but yes, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah, wow, that's way faster than I would have thought. So it doesn't stop anywhere in between? It stops in Indianapolis to pick up more people. But it's a the problem with Greyhound is that Greyhound would take you to twenty seven different cities, right? Right. Uh, and the and the driver's uncle's house just to say yeah. hello. I gotta say I gotta check on some things real yes. quick. We'll be right on our way. Megabus doesn't do any of that. They're like, this is the stop. Uh, What's the bathroom situation like on a Megabus? I literally never use it. Uh, and I, I just go in my seat, man. I just <laughs> just go right before the bus. <laughs> I go and then I just <laughs> hold it hold for it. five hours, yeah. seven hours. Hundred percent. I have oh. never used the Megabus bathroom. Can you disembark to go to the bathroom when you stop in Indianapolis? Yes. And so, how long does that transit transition take? In Usually fifteen to twenty minutes. Oh wow, that's not much. Um, but there are bus drivers like if they're running late. Like the last bus I was on, we ran late because this guy like didn't have his ticket figured out or whatever. And so when we got to Indianapolis, like, do we have time to use the bathroom here? And she was like, no. I'm leaving in five minutes. If you're not on, I'm gone. And I'm like, well, <laughs> then I have to use the bathroom on the <laughs> – why am I being punished for this gentleman? Yeah. Also, why did you rhyme? I felt like you – I was so prepared. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you said this to people before. Oh, 100%. She, like, had a, she had a rhyme ready. She was like, here's my moment. She was like, give me a beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not typical for the podcast. If we were to keep rhyming and beating for more than seven seconds, we would actually have to charge you for this podcast. But we're not going right. to do that. I don't give up my skills for free. This ain't no, this ain't no freestyle. This pay style your time where we yeah, do run yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make um, so we have one more show tonight, Sunday yes. night show yes. here in Toledo. It's mm-hmm. Father's Day. Father's Day. And uh, we're hoping that we get a good Father's Day turnout. We've been competing with the wonderful Ohio weather. I'd say this is the best weekend we've had so far this summer. Yeah, it's insane how nice the weather is. Well, today is too hot, but yeah. the earlier too set hot. Too hot, too hot, too cold. Um, um, Gotta run for shelter. Yeah. There's also the fact that um, – there was a wedding here across yes, the street. I mean, I feel like here. there's probably a lot of that happening this weekend. Correct. June is a great wedding month. It is. Um, so whatever it is that we're up against, it's not the benefit of snow, ice, and rain. Correct. Because if it was sleeting outside, we would have sold-out shows. Yeah, I we'd guarantee. be crushing it. Which, hey, I, I've had a, like, not even on some BS. I've had a really good time this weekend. I will uh, say that I have enjoyed the audiences as much as I possibly 
have enjoyed any audience ever. It's not like, uh, and and they're not even like the smallest audiences I've ever performed for. They're like a hundred people in right. each show at least. And last night we I think we even had like two hundred for one of the shows. But um, it is one of those things where it's like if if this room was full and everyone was as cool as you, this could be the best weekend ever. Right. Correct. But you can't have that every weekend. And also, you know, like I said, we're up against probably every festival, uh, uh, corn, strawberry, yep. <laughs> uh, uh, mashed potatoes. Yep, tater uh, fest. Got, got, got damn uh, sauerkraut festival coming up right around the corner. Mm, and then, I mean, who don't want to eat some sour cabbage? I know I love it. Can't yeah. get enough of it. That's a... Not a good food. We watched the soccer match at, at Bar Louis. We watched yes. Brazil versus Switzerland. Yes. Which is how I pronounce it in my family. Brazil. Brazil. Uh, and that was a tied match. Yeah. It was kind of exciting, though, for uh, a 1-1 tie. And the one thing that you may not know about, uh, maybe we did broach this earlier a little bit, uh, uh, we both played soccer, but never mm-hmm. together, never, never against together. each other. And uh, had even a couple opportunities to maybe even play indoor together, but that never mm-hmm. came to fruition. Yep. I uh, have actually – I used to run a charity s- basketball game with comics. Uh, the one that Doug Morgan broke his rib at? Yes, 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 yes. He talked about that on the podcast about that's why he can't sport anymore because – well, at the t- he's got insurance now. Sure. <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> he, like, broke his foot or his rib or something like that. He got hurt for sure. Doug is not the most uh, – <laughs> Capable? He played basketball in college. What? For at, who? At Wilmington. Uh, that sounds made up. <laughs> that sounds, that's not even – is that a high school or a college? Yeah, that sounds made up. Um, that's, that's so funny that you say that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I don't know that – I don't know that, like, they wanted him to play basketball. But apparently, like, it might have been one of those situations where it was like, like he deboed his way onto the team. Sure. I do remember that he could shoot a little bit. I will give him that. He had he had some form, but athletically, nah, he was – he didn't have it. But – It could have just been past his prime. He's older than me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, he has a, he has a young spirit then. He does. He oh, yeah. He's way more irresponsible than me. <laughs> but um, – but – well, I can't even say that. He runs a thrift store, and I feel like that takes yeah. a certain amount of responsibility or a certain amount of delusion. I feel like running a thrift store is very similar to being a comedian. 100%. It's kind of like, well, I'm going to get famous at this one day. Yeah, something's going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I. the lead into that is my first thing is I wanted to do a soccer game instead because I thought that would be more fun to have more comics, but I just really didn't get the feedback that it would that we'd be able to get a turnout. Right. But I would 100% – if someone in Cincinnati wanted to like help, I'd I'd run a community soccer game. It doesn't even need to be for charity. It doesn't right. need to be an event. It can just be everybody come down and then I'll put on a show and get, or maybe I guess two shows because we're gonna need that because we have to have that many comics. But I'm open. Yeah, you know that's saying. that is interesting because I would definitely, um, if I was in town, you know, if it, if it worked right. out, I would definitely love to do something that had, I mean, mostly just because I feel like my uh, level of soccer skill, even though I haven't played whatsoever in probably four or five years now i have coached uh, i coached last year was my last year coaching last winter um so i do have some familiarity with the ball but i don't keep a ball rolling around my living room like i did sure. when i played um rolling, but i still rolling, feel like rolling, i could rolling. show up 95 percent of all comedians hey, in I'm soccer to the point where it would make me look like i don't i don't i use this i don't use this term lightly but a headlining soccer player. Oh, 
Watch. You see what I'm saying? There he is. He baby. says, normally I feature, but tonight I'm a headlining soccer player. Pour the wine and cut the cheese. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, I'm into it. I mean, I, I also think that I would be much better than most of the comics, but uh, I am more so interested just because I, I think <laughs> soccer provides more people an opportunity to get out and run than basketball does. Yes. And, uh, I, I think the... I think more people would just get out there and kind of have fun with it, whereas those basketball games would get competitive. Like yeah. People would kind of joke around in the first half, and then people started like putting the best players out there on each team and really going at it. And I don't think that would happen. Who's a really good comedian basketball player in Cincinnati? Uh, Dusty Lewis. Uh, Dusty Lewis dropped like 30. Oh, wow. Uh, in the game. I mean, he's shot like a lot, but Dusty – to put the ball in the basket that many times takes scale. I don't really care what your shooting percentage is. Right. It's not like it's shooting. like, oh, you're just a basketball player. You. Yeah, no, Dusty definitely played. I mean, uh, Dusty got out there. Uh, Joe, I forget his last name right now. He's going to be so mad at me. Joe Deuce, but I forget his actual last name. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Out of uh, Lexington. Out of Lexington, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a baller. He plays soccer, too. He played soccer in, in college. Yeah, Joe had some nice moves to it. Uh, Brandon, I also forgot his last name, but he's from Cincinnati. He played well. I, I need to remember people's last names. Chris Klim. He's, he's not from Cincinnati. He's from Cleveland, but he was out there balling. I remember I was out of town for that, but I remember thinking it's a good thing. I'm not there because I knew I would tear an ACL or roll my ankle or something like sure. that. Sure. Because I can play basketball, but it's not like – it's like this is when I play basketball, sometimes like somebody will throw me like a long pass from like down court, and I'm going to be there first, but I know someone's trailing, so I turn around and I'll head the ball back. to. The, you know what I mean? It's like I don't yeah. <laughs> think like a basketball player there first. I think like a soccer player first. I remember like my first high school game because – what happened to me in high school with basketball was I should have been playing, but there was like a whole lot of guys that had been playing basketball that that was their main sport. And I was just there because I was like, I, I played in eighth grade. You sure. know? <laughs> and uh, and I didn't like the ultra competitive nature, whereas in soccer, if you messed up, they'd be like, you get the next one, bro. Come on, just keep going after it. But in basketball, if you missed a layup, they'd be like, you suck, scrub. <laughs> suck my dick. You know, it was like way more aggressive. And yeah, I was just like, I don't know if I like actually. this. That's funny. And, uh, and so I didn't play. But then my junior year, the coach kicked all the juniors and seniors off the team. He kicked like 98% of the players off the team. I think they had like 30 kids showing up to practice. And after he kicked everyone off, only five kids were allowed to come back Wow! to the varsity. The right. junior varsity was fine because they were fine. They were showing up to practice. But the varsity would be late, not show up at all. And he was like, look, guys, this is your last chance. You're late. You miss another practice. You're all off the team. And they were like, you can't kick us all off. So they all skip practice. They kind of try to, like, make a point or whatever. Right, sure. And he got the backing of the principal and kicked everyone off the team. And, like, it ruined some kids' college prospects. But he was like, you weren't going to play in college behaving the way you're playing for me. Sure. So. Ipso facto. Yeah. Uh, I basically did you a favor to yeah. save you the embarrassment of getting kicked off your college team. And um, and I don't know if any of those kids did go and play, go on to play in college or anything like that, but I just remember there was this huge void, and my eighth-grade basketball coach came up into the stands after we got our doors blown off with five players um, and was like – and, like, gave me the speech. Like, I almost get a little emotional just thinking about it. I, I haven't thought about it in so long, but he was basically gave me the speech about, like, they're dying out there, and you could be helping them. 
you have what it takes to just help and you're watching and so it was like i had a job and stuff like that so like the next that monday or whatever i just remember like i had to show up to practice or whatever and it was literally like five guys at practice my classmates and uh they were all juniors. There was no senior. I think there was one senior on our team that year, and he was uh, Mark, and he was Mark Breza. He was, like, the one guy that was going to every practice. He's still, to this day, I think he's, like, a, one of the soccer coaches in Yellow Springs. Yeah. He, um, great guy, great human being, always has been, always probably will. But uh, I remember, I think he was, like, our only senior on the team, and maybe Larry Edwards, too. Don't remember uh that well but i just remember being so freaking tired and also being like in really good shape because of soccer i was playing like indoor but i remember i'd like be working and missing practice i'm like this is the same thing that these guys got kicked off the right. team for but because <laughs> i special yeah and then eventually my my boss at kentucky fried chicken which is hilarious because i'm allergic to chicken uh was like look man you just need to focus on basketball right now <laughs> you, you, come, you have a job when when it's over but right. i'm tired of you know, not being able to make the schedule because you got to go to practice or a game All or whatever. Specifics, yeah. So uh, we lost every game <laughs> Good. my junior year <laughs> and all but one game my senior year. And the one game we won, you would have thought that we had won the national championship. <laughs> the way, like, my teammates were reacting. And I was just like – and it was at home. So it was like, I get it was some sort of a redemption, but we knew we were going to win before we took the court. I mean, we were playing like the Miami Valley School, which is uh, like, you know them. Yep. They're very, very affluent and very smart, but not so athletic. That's and true. they were in a very similar situation where they had like seven players. One of the kids had like cerebral palsy. And it's like he had to guard me, which is tough because I don't know if you've ever been guarded by somebody in like a hospital bed, but it's not <laughs> – <laughs> it's like this ain't fair, man. Sure. I can't. Anytime I, can't I lean over, right you call a foul. Yeah. Uh, but it was I had this kid that was uh, bullying me from the Miami Valley School, and that was really humbling to be like, "We're winning, sure, <laughs> and you're being a jerk to me." But I can't, if I do anything, it's like insult to injury. I'm winning, and I like retaliate. Right. It looks ten times Doesn't worse. There was a lot of sportsmanship sacrifices i took back in the day but mostly i probably was a jerk well you I got a little learn sometime right well gracious winner gracious loser humble in victory humble in defeat as yeah. conor mcgregor says there it uh, is. crazy all other times yes that is the way to go i uh we miami valley was in our league we were the miami valley conference and like yeah they were trash uh my favorite memory of miami valley i didn't even have to do with the game uh there was a like the cheerleaders were hanging out in the same place we were, and me and my my dude Max were sitting there, and the cheerleader was looking at the table that me and Max were sitting at, and uh, Max was like, "Oh, she's she's looking at me, obviously," and I'm like, mm, I'm "Not so sure about that." And Max went over there uh, to talk to her, and basically was like, "Hey, who are you looking at?" And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You were looking at us." Who, like, which one? Like, and she was just, like, okay, her just face was like, please don't talk to me yeah, about exactly. this right now. She was looking, but I'll, but don't call her out. Yeah. She's going to be like, what are you talking about? That's uh, that's hilarious. I know so many girls that are like, like, uh, <laughs> the mother of my son, when I tried to recount with her how we first met or whatever. And I was just like, I remember saying to her one time, and this is real inside baseball, but I remember saying to her one time that, uh, 
I remember because she started, we worked together, and she started laughing at my jokes. Cause I, was, I wasn't like a comedian, but I was the funny guy at work. Right. My nickname was G-Dog. Okay. Because I was the only colored person that worked there probably. Uh, thank goodness. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank goodness, goodness it was me. One of the good ones. The... Um, <laughs> But then she I just noticed like I was like when she started laughing at my jokes, I was like, Oh yeah. This is about to be mine. Yeah. And then so when I said that to her, she was like, I never thought you were funny. I was like, What the <laughs> I I made a child. I brought a child in this world on a false pretense that you thought I was funny. Wow. But uh we still get along great. Shout out to her. What up, what up, what up? Um, and my son who went to Bonnaroo with me, who is a true soldier Dennis. and a gangster for being the coolest by far the coolest homeboy I've got because I had two other friends who couldn't even meet the challenge of showing up. All oh. expenses paid, Spark. All expenses paid. And they still couldn't show and they up. And sh- they just couldn't take off the three days, four days to go to Bonnaroo. Uh, and at the end of the day, I can't imagine having had a better time than I had with my son. Right. So I'll live with it. I'll live with the with the choices that everyone had made. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. What else you got going on, man? Any with the picture, uh, your handles, podcasts, and uh, television credits? Yeah, no, it's at Spark Screenplays. Tabor, S-P-A-R-K-T-A-B-O-R. Uh, just my name on all social media. I have a website I haven't updated in three years. You can nice. check that out. See what my dates were in November. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you have a time machine, yeah, visit his website. Yes. You can go back and see what he was doing and you'll see the evolution when you see him live correct uh oh actually something i've been i've been uh streaming on twitch lately that is something that i uh think is important talk to me about this for a second uh you know twitch if if anyone who doesn't know it's a it's a streaming service people uh mostly play video games and then you can watch them play uh i I hit my microphone because i'm very passionate you can watch them he's twitching out right now yeah 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 uh and then you just enjoy the gameplay and their reaction to the gameplay. Uh, what also people do is they'll do talk shows, they'll do podcasts. There's anything you want that you can put a camera in front of the stream, you can put it on Twitch. Uh, What's I, the incentive to do it on Twitch instead of, say, YouTube or Periscope? Or um, Twitch is much more specific. Like, people... Most people that stream on Twitch also put videos on YouTube, but they're highlight reels. They're not live. Okay, so uh, Twitch is like this is the current, and the YouTube would be like best of? Yes, yes. And uh, then, so what's the interface for gaming on, directly into Twitch? Uh, all PlayStations and Xboxes come loaded with the app, at least that I'm aware of. So literally all you have to do is have an email and sign into account, and then it instantly takes you into that world. So it's very easy. I, I don't think the Nintendo Switch does, and obviously if you have a Wii or something older, it definitely doesn't. Right. Um, but if you like video like I love watching people play video games that I love playing. And I, I understand if you don't, but like I, I play Rocket League and, and Fortnite. Those are the two things that I that I. And uh, you play Fortnite on the, what platform? Play at PS4. PS4. Have you ever played the mobile version? Uh, I have not. Okay. Have no, I, I. That's probably the only way I would get to play it. I have an Xbox. My son has an Xbox at my house that mostly lies dormant, but I've been. I have some time coming off, coming up, where like time off, where I'm like, oh, I could get involved in a new game. And currently, my passion is this uh, phone app game, which is called Golf Clash, which listeners know. Uh, we've done the Golf Clash podcast sure. for several episodes now, but um, so the Twitch app only works with 
if your if your gaming device is on Wi-Fi. It's not like for mobile games or anything like that. Uh, you can download the Twitch app for, for your mobile. Mobile. I'm not sure if you what can the... stream okay. on your cell phone from playing a mobile game. I've never tried, but I do know that. I guess you could, if you could, that's that's too. You could cast your phone onto a TV and then use Twitch through your laptop. But I just feel like just I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Is uh, Sir S I R uh, underscore Spizzalot S P I Z Z A L O T. Or if it's easy to remember, uh, actually, there's no easy way. That's the name. Of the <laughs> so deal with it, America. You um, got to hit rewind if you didn't get it. Yeah, I'm good at Rocket League. So when I'm streaming Rocket League, like you're gonna see like a good player in Fortnite. It's it's more for my personality. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna watch me play Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite seems like to me like I my impression is that once I started playing, it it would be like okay, well that was three and a half seconds. Yeah, you're gonna be real bad, especially because you're just well mobile. You, you maybe not because those people are new. But if you were to play on Xbox or PS4, you get, you're going to get your face kicked in real quick. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, they're, I heard that they're doing a rating system soon so that you'll be matched more appropriately. Ah, like right, Golf Clash. <laughs> yes, because right now it's random. It can be the, you can put the best player in the world with 10-year-olds that are just learning. And I'm like, can we – come on, Epic. Like, you're making a lot of money off this. Like, let's get tiers. Is there paid upgrades? Uh, not that matter. Like, okay. uh, you you get paid to have like cooler skins and stuff, but everyone has the same chance at allegedly has uh-huh. the same chance. You can't pay for like faster, more ammo, or nope. okay. So it's, it's it's equal in that way. Well, I might have to check that out. I like a first person shooter. It's 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 super a li- hard. I like a live action first person shooter where you're playing other people and not just. Me and my son used to go head to head in like Call of Duty yep. and stuff like that. We'd play together in zombies sometimes, which was probably the most fun I've ever had playing. Call of Duty zombies. Yeah. The zombies part. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Black Ops is free right now, and and that has Black Ops Two is free, and that has zombies in it. So I'm gonna try that when I get home. Yeah. That sounds like a, a fucking great way, place to end right there, Spock Tabor. Heck yeah. It's been good hanging out with you uh, here in Toledo. If you uh, are in Chicago, yes. uh, look them up and uh, go check out one of the shows. I'm sure it's within walking distance if you live there. Uh, that's the mistake I made when I lived in Chicago, was thinking everything was walking distance. Mm, you live uh, too far, my brother. Yes. I live uh, in uh, Boys Town. Oh, wow. I'll say it on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Pride Month. Um, yeah, it is. My neighborhood is crazy right now, but we yeah we. It's we hot can in the leave. summer. It it just it's insane. There's a festival every every night, and I'm not exaggerating. Like there's a gigantic party every night. That's what you get when you live in Boys Town. Well, I can think of worse places to live. I just oh, not off the yeah. top of my head. Oh wow. That's just where I'm at. <laughs> All right, right, buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Of course. Thanks for having me.